0: One of the most valuable tools that you can learn in any business is how to raise money. Maybe today you don't necessarily need it, but if your business does well and you start to expand, you want to be able to understand how to raise capital and how, how to have the right types of systems in place in order to be able to do that. So we've joined a number of different mastermind programs or events. Uh, These are your events where you have different speakers and like-minded people come together. So this past weekend we had an amazing event in New Orleans and this was the first time that I approached an event where we'll call it ice breaking before the event even happened. So I was reaching out to people On Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and starting to build that rapport before we even got there. I did have a list of the attendees, but no matter what type of event you are going to, most event uh, organizers are going to have some type of list put together where they are allowing you to interact in the group. So as you approach these different events, and most of these organizers have maybe one or two events a year, you want to start reaching out and breaking the ice, interacting with these people, get to know what it is that they're struggling with, that they're interested in. So that way, when you meet them for the first time, actually face-to-face, you already have gotten past all of that and your relationship is going to be much, much more valuable. My experience with doing this, we—I have literally—I think there was about 120 people that attended this event. This was a little bit more intimate event. I have about 70 emails of people that are looking to do business and looking to be able to take those next steps. So, none of that would have happened had I not reached out to them a month three weeks before this event and started developing all of that rapport and that relationship. So when you're going and planning, uh, attending these networking events, especially these destination events, start reaching out early, start building that rapport with those people early. a business owner looking to grow your net worth by investing in real assets this program this show is for you head over to investinsquarefeet.com and sign up for our newsletter so that you never miss a beat today on invest in square feet we're going to be talking with tim kelly Tim is one of the founders of Active Duty Passive Income, which is a networking group for military personnel to be able to expand their wealth by investing in various types of real estate. We're going to learn a lot today, but specifically, we're going to learn about how they have created this amazingly responsive community. So, if you're interested in understanding how to grow a community, this is going to be an episode that you're not going to want to miss.
1: I was literally partnering and, and, and helping close multi million dollar deals while I was still serving active duty. But shortly after I appeared as a guest on the Bigger Pockets podcast, in 2018, I immediately connected with the active duty, passive income community, education community. That that's when it was like just a, a thought. It was a small Facebook group. They had just finished their one education course, the military investing real estate investing academy, and a very, very just beginner level podcast, right? Eric Upchurch, the co-founder of Active Duty Passive Income, one of my best friends, just an incredible human. He heard me on the podcast. I gave out my cell phone number. He called me, and since that day, we've been best friends, and we've um, built this incredible community together with a couple other people. And so, I not only was you know was was, was doing these large commercial multifamily mobile home park deals, I was also a, I was also a one-on-one coach. I was a high performance coach and I was now building this active duty, passive income community. And I just saw the future and I saw what we we're able to do. And I literally had tangible results. Mm-hmm. they like from scratch, built the whole military multifamily Academy and mastermind. Now there's hundreds of people in that uh, Academy and mastermind. And I saw people go from knowing nothing to separating from the military, closing you know, 10, $20 million deals. And because of something that like I encouraged them to do that. So like that, get, that got me out of bed. That got me excited to get out. That helped me like kind of put state, uh, kind of keep my mind at ease when people would be like, you're crazy. What are you doing? You know, maybe you have a plan, but you know, just the pension is this and the pension is that you serve so much. So it kind of kept my mind at ease when I realized that, I am helping other military families c- accomplish big things. and uh, and you know that's just our mission in the active duty passive income community is to help three million military families this decade achieve some kind of financial freedom and and lifestyle freedom and just change their their the trajectory of their legacy. Yeah, and uh, it's happening. Day in, day out, every single week, man. So love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's, it's it's really special what we've created. Yeah, it's a huge community now and we've done a lot. We have our first our next conference is in San Antonio. ADPI con is in October in San Antonio. We're super excited for that. But that's awesome. Um, but yeah, man. That's awesome.
0: Uh, so, so it's yeah. all about the ripple effect then for you, right? Being able yeah. to, you know, help everybody and you know that just is gonna Branch out into so many different things. We have a very similar path where we're looking to to create that ripple effect ourselves. And ours is we we want to be able to create a billion dollars in passive uh, revenue. Again, all about that ripple. You know that can you know, branch out into all kinds of different organizations and passions and families. All of that, right? It all gets impacted. So uh, you know, special, yeah, yes. yeah. Would you go about? you identifying an opportunity or how do you find the opportunities and how do you go about qualifying them? Is that something that you do? Or is that uh, you know, somebody else on the team's role?
1: Yeah. So I imagine you're specifically
0: talking about real estate acquisitions. Yeah. yeah. Is that, right. is that something that you do, or is it more about building the community? Cause I'm, I'm just curious which way we want to take this dive diving right into this or creating community is, You know, a a huge thing that everybody's trying to do as well. So we can go either direction, you know, the active duty, passive income with the size of the community that we've created,
1: um, the education that we've created, the caliber of the education that we've created is just top notch. People, you know, go through our education or like their mind is blown because people don't put out this type of information uh, with this level of quality. And not only that, we have a community and we have masterminds and then we have financial services. We have our own mortgage brokerage, both residential and commercial. We have our own uh, real estate brokerage where we connect our individual members with agents who are military and who understand investing in their markets. We have our ins- an insurance brokerage for whole life insurance policies for infinite banking. We have pretty soon we're going to you know, release the the property casualty so people can actually get homeowners insurance when they when they work with us. And so. Because there's so many different vertical markets, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just really special. But we never, ever, ever used our community for leads to do deals mm-hmm. for our own personal benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had so many people like, how can we do deals with you? Like, we're showing what we do. We, we've always done our own individual deals. Everybody on the team has always done their own individual deals. But then we just pulled all our information together and just put out this education to build this community. Now, which is the next thing that we've we launched um, this, this, this past year, was ADPI Capital, where now we have the opportunity for our whole entire community to invest with us through a reggae plus fund, which is with as low as a $500 initial investment, mm-hmm. um, where we are taking, we're pulling the money together. We as a community, are buying more of America, which is our, which is our mission to obviously yeah. help military families, but really own more of America that they swore to protect. And, and now we're able to do that. So we sort of are doing deals together as a community. Those deals come in through our community. They're fed to us. They're like, hey, if you have deals, bring them to us because we're going to fund them for you if they meet our criteria. Yeah. And we're all going to get together and do this together. So we do have deal flow coming from our community for that purpose, right? Then, but like for my own personal stuff, there's just always deals coming left and right. And at this point, I'm just diversifying my LP um, approach to, um, you know, car washes, a little bit more storage, um, and and still like tried and true apartment complexes and mobile home parks. Um, but there's so many deals out there with so many different operators. I like to look at the deals myself. It mm-hmm. takes me less than five minutes to qualify a deal. Because um, nine times out of ten, I've either worked with these people in the past or I know people who have. Um, and I, this is the stuff I teach. Like we teach how to vet a deal, how to vet a sponsor, like what to look for. And so the cool thing is when you educate someone that, that, how to obtain mastery. And I don't want to go too mo- much off in a tangent, but you, you learn it you do it and then you teach it that's how you obtain mastery level and when you get to that mastery level it doesn't take long at all to to look through deals um but you know i I have been more careful but there's still great deals out there um you know and and i think more deals in the next 12 months are going to be popping up left and right cap rates are going to come up with an interest rate i don't anticipate interest rates going anywhere but there's going to be more transaction volume and for that to happen sellers are going to need to loosen up their criteria Uh, And they're going to have to allow those cap rates to to go a little bit higher because without that arbitrage between interest rates and cap rates, you can't pay investors. You can't find a return. Um, And so um, that's kind of just a distinct, like, between the community deal flow and then my own personal portfolio deal
0: flow. I love it. When you're looking at an opportunity the the operators are just as important as the opportunity itself, right? Like so so when we're looking at things you know to partner in, a lot of focus is on that team. Who are they? What is their track record? Um, have they done this before? Do they know the market? you know, all of those types of things, right? Would you agree that that the team behind the deal is probably even more important than the deal itself?
1: I would, um, I would wholeheartedly agree to that. Um, the deal, the cool thing about real estate is that the one thing you can't change is the location. Um, and the cool thing, the one thing I, I loved about and which attracted me to real estate is that the operators have a lot more control, obviously, than residential. You could control the NOI, um, you can control rents in most states and up to a certain point, you have a lot more control of the the net operating income, the income and the expenses, how you treat the tenants, how you stream the tenants, who you have the man. Like, yes, I 100% wholeheartedly agree The people and the operators are far more important than the deal itself.
0: I completely agree as well. Um, What about qualifying the areas as well? I'm just curious what your process is. The deal itself is one thing, but then qualifying for the area, making like looking at what what's going on in that area. How do you guys get involved with those types of things?
1: Yeah, um, so there are certain markets where you don't have to spend hours um, figuring it out, uh, and of course, you can't just say, "Oh, it's." Dallas, Fort Worth, or oh, it's in Tampa, or oh, it's in Cleveland, or whatever strong markets. You still have to understand the micro economy. You still have to understand the, the you know, um, the neighborhood that it's in. However, um, when you have done deals in that local economy, and when you're working with an operator that has done deals with in, in inside of that economy, and you see the track record, and you see how many deals have gone full cycle, and um, there's each deal is different. So I'm not going to say this is the exact process I do for every deal It's to an certain sense, very subjective, um, towards the deal itself, towards the team itself, towards the market itself. If I've never done a deal in a specific market never worked with the team, but I'm like very interested, obviously I'm going to go dive a little bit deeper to make sure that the population is actually growing to make sure there's not one employer who rules the whole town. Uh, to make sure that the median, uh, you know, home price is not super affordable because those tenants will buy a home instead of, you know, uh, rent from you. So there are, uh, you know, certain things that I like to dive a little bit deeper in, but it, that, that's the cool thing. The more you do this, the more you understand and the more you've invested in the same markets. And some people like to centralize, like being all in one kind of, you know, macro sort of. Uh, market, But like I like to just like I like to diversify assets, I like to diversify my markets um, because we all have seen, you know, even over the last 24 months, uh, considerable uh, fluctuation and in volatility in, in cash on cash and cap rates and un- unemployment and population uh, growth where people are migrating. Um, every every time I talk to somebody in the Tampa area, oh, yeah, I just got here three months ago. Oh, yeah, I just <laughs> got here last year. I'm like, no kidding. Yeah, so, like, cool. during the pandemic and even before that, so many people were coming to the Tampa area. So many people were going to Austin, Texas. So yeah. many people were going to Boise, Idaho, uh, Colorado, away from the Bostons, the Chicagos, the Miamis, the L.A.s, the San Francisco's, you know. Um, but now it's a little different. Those markets that had that those booms – are starting to slow down with the exception of Austin and, and Tampa, um, because we're the red states and we're a lot more business friendly. And we're, you know, just, uh, you know, they like didn't even like, they like didn't even have masks or even know what masks were yeah. during <laughs> the pandemic. Right. Um, so I know I can't want uh, to kind of went all over the place there, but that's kind of my train of thought on that.
0: No, I love it. Let's switch over to you know building the community. Obviously you guys have done such an amazing job. And you, you touched on a, a few minutes ago on the various different verticals that you have in your community. Yeah. When when you were first starting out at you're building this, was the goal always to have all of these various different verticals or when was the idea brought on to you know, let's branch out and offer this and offer this and offer this, because I I feel like, again, this, this can be one of those things that other people building other communities might get stuck where, you know, they start focusing on too many different things. And, and the actual community, the kind of the core community isn't, isn't built yet. So I'm curious your perspective on like, when, when did you guys feel was the right time to introduce new things? Or was that kind of the plan all along? Does that make sense? Oh, man, that's
1: such a good question. I know exactly um, where I'm going with this too. So for the first, even still to today, we are, um, we were very, very keen on listening to our community, what they wanted, what they didn't want, what their desires were, uh, what, how we could help them what they really liked about what we were doing, what they didn't really like about what we were doing. So we really listened and like were intuitive to all the different things uh, that we could bring to them or the next thing that we can introduce. And this this is, I'm telling you, this is the epitome of going, and at first it was the epitome of going a mile wide and an inch deep instead of an inch wide and a mile deep, right? And what I mean by that is just focus, you know? when you are trying to build a lot of different things at once, especially in the very beginning, like you don't even really know how to build one thing. Don't try to build multiple things at once. Um, We had the the community in and of itself, 75,000 member Facebook community takes oh you know, full-time moderators, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a valuable community. That is closed. That doesn't allow soliciting by lenders and agents and so forth. We vet every single person that comes in. Uh, we make sure that no one's soliciting. We make sure that no one's um, you know essentially degrading our military or our or our nation in any way. So that's a full time job. Then we had the you know, just the education in and of itself is in, in, you know we had the single family you know, and residential military real estate investing academy. Then I came in and built the military multifamily uh, academy and mastermind, and then we had a short-term rental academy, and then we started like the self the military self-storage academy, and we wanted. Then we also had a mobile home park investing academy built in to the multifamily academy. So like that, just the education in and of itself, it was hard to focus because we had so many different yeah. we had so many different uh, revenue streams and so many different things that we were working on. On top of that, then we started introducing those financial services. We're like, what are the things that people need? Well, they need to be connected with an agent. So then we created this brokerage where we were vetting all these agents and found these amazing people. Created a mastermind, and then we're like, well, people also need funding. So we literally established our own mortgage branch and we're, wanted to make sure that the loan, the the LOs, the loan officers and and their assistants and processors understood the military background and the military obligations and understood VA loans and all that. And so then we had that and then we launched our fund and then we had the insurance company and then we have like meetups around the world. Then we have this conference, like trust me, I know what it's like to go mile wide and an inch deep. Um, And we've now luckily hired enough people to put the top individuals in those different markets across the board and focus and focus and focus and focus. Um, So, it's, it's like now we're at the point where we are like putting 80% of our energy into certain specific trending vertical markets. But that's because we grinded and we grinded, we bootstrapped, never went into any kind of debt. You know, we always just put the right people in the right seats. Now we have a system where we've implemented the EOS, you know, entrepreneurial operating system from traction, incredible way to scale.
0: Yeah. I mean, all of this stuff, it all goes into the, the method of the madness. Like when you're in there and building all of this stuff and, you know, what what's right, what's wrong. Um, we were trying to
1: serve our community. Like we really wanted to give them what they wanted. And yeah. like us doing that you know, created a, 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 an environment where we weren't able to focus on any one thing. We were focused just a little bit on a lot of things. And that's and not a great way to, to scale and to be efficient. It really, it really isn't. We learned a lot of lessons.
0: Yeah, yeah. How did you really start to scale that out? Was there anything that comes to mind? Like we started to focus in on this and everything started to blow up and fall into place. Is there anything that comes to mind? Like this was really, you know, a, a, a turning point for us? trimming the fat in terms of the individuals that
1: weren't bringing value and implementing EOS was probably the two biggest things. And when you implement EOS, it, you know, uh, and for people who don't know it's the entrepreneurial operating system. If you read the book traction, it talks all about it. Rocket fuel is also, you know, based on that system and the same, the same authors and, and the same uh, managers. And so it just really is a great way to, 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 to run, to put systems in place, to evaluate people, to make sure you emphasize your core values, to make sure your accountability chart or your essentially your hierarchy or your flow chart of individuals, you know, is, makes sense and it's not overcrowded and like uh, the whole team understands the, the mission. And like, so we were just doing all those things. Like we thought we were, but we were not following one system until we implemented EOS and until we were trimming the fat, like we had, eight owners of this company, which was helpful because we were doing so many things. Now there's five Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. those, the three individuals are no longer part of the company. uh, And that helped, you know, that significantly helped um, streamline and people were stepping up more, needed to step up more. uh, And then, you know, the more traction you get, the more people that see you. And now we have some amazing people running our programs as their, as the coaches, I mean, I, I, we just launched our one-on-one coaching program. Um, that's been my bread and butter for the last, like, year and a half. We have incredible coaches now coaching our, our students and running the, the academies. Um, and so probably, yeah, just trimming the fat and, like, the people who are not adding the most amount of value. But people need feedback. People need to know and be understood and be heard and, and know where they are valued, where they're not. So it takes work. And then implementing that system, uh, absolutely helped us get to the next level.
0: Yeah, really, really good advice there. Um, when when you are when you are out marketing for for new people or trying to bring in more people, trying to get the community to grow, are you are you out there you know, using social or is this more of like a kind of a viral internal service? Like, there's just so many people talking about this now, where there you've got your own kind of internal buzz. Uh, if you will, I'm, I'm just curious. How are you making it grow? Like, what is what are some of those things that you're utilizing to be able to bring in additional members to the community?
1: So I would say, that like, number one, this is a, a best-selling book that we wrote, "Military House Hacking." It's a free. Um, it's a best-selling book. It's free on our website. You can download it, um, and so that's been one lead magnet. Uh, I co-authored that in the very beginning in 2018. And then that's, we updated it after 2020. There was a lot of changes to the VA loan, and there was just some things we wanted to throw in there. I wrote another book called The Blueprint to Financial Success, uh, which is just all, all, you know, all the things we should have learned in high school about money, just the basics. You need to have your financial foundation established before you try to invest in, you know, multi million dollar deals, right? And then there's like an all in one credit guide that will help you really understand your credit and help you build it and repair it and just maintain it. Uh, and then, um, there's another book that I wrote, The Homebuyers Guide. that's like the things you just need to know, whether you're a first time home buyer or just to be a smart home buyer. Um, and so we have lead magnets, right? Um, that, that help us. But, yeah, there's tons of social media marketing. I, like our social like we we our Facebook group is what where we started, and now there's seventy five thousand plus members. But that's even another big thing that I haven't even really talked about, like, our community and our masterminds and our education and our meetups are all literally centralized now in one single place. Before, it was Facebook, uh, you know, for the community. Kajabi is where our academies and courses were living. Our masterminds were on Zoom and Telegram. Our meetups were some of them were on Facebook groups, some of them were in telegram, some of them didn't even have it. They just had Facebook like uh, messenger threads or whatever. Now all of that is in one single place called ADPI campus. And it's Mm -hmm. one social networking platform with all that stuff combined. Um, And ADPI university and ADPI Campus is is where it's at. And that's a platform and application called circle. Circle is the app that we're using to put all that together And so social media was a big thing. Our Instagram has slowly been growing. Our YouTube has been growing. We cranking out a ton of content. Obviously we're constantly writing blogs, constantly putting out content. Our LinkedIn is growing. So like, again, that's another thing. Like, where do you focus your marketing efforts? There's a lot of different ways to do it. Do you Mm -hmm. get on podcasts? Do you put out, pump out just Facebook? Do you pump out Instagram, YouTube? And so um, now we have someone to, Uh, manage our content machine, (laughs) you know, and so it's a lot more articulated and a lot more systemized. And so um, we're still not anywhere where we want to be in terms of uh, traffic and people coming to our website. We have a great looking website, activedutypassiveincome.com. And so there's a lot of organic traffic. There's Facebook ads. um, And we have a chief marketing officer that does all that. So I'm not even the best person to talk to about all that stuff. Yeah um you know so uh there's a lot of different marketing efforts and just getting on the podcast like this this is huge like this is like speaking about it and you allowing me to give you know giving giving me your platform to just talk about what I'm passionate about it's a form of marketing right um and getting out there just sharing and, and building awareness about what we're doing and so you know, a couple of our members are, are adamant about that. We have an amazing podcast. We've had Robert Kiyosaki, Grant Cardone, Jocko, like all these awesome people. But we love to bring people like our members in our community that have started from nothing and found success. We like to share their story with the other military members. So um, that's another huge thing for marketing efforts. And uh, and a lot of it now is word of the mouth. And a lot of it is organic. But it, it takes time and patience and screwing up and learning from your mistakes to get to that.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned uh, a minute ago how you guys are nowhere near where you want to be. And I feel like that is very common, right? For entrepreneurs, like you always, there's something, there's there's the next step, there's always the next thing that you're trying to accomplish. You guys have obviously accomplished a great deal over the last 10 ish years. Do you feel, do you recognize like how much you guys have done or is it, always still like we got to go and do that we've got to do this next thing now and we've got to do this like i'm curious like your your own mindsets you know kind of internal in the do you recognize like how how great you guys have done or is it all you know let's get the next thing done right no
1: man i mean really it's been less than five years oh. since we were a thing and celebrating small wins is really important yeah um we do we do know, we like, we, we do see tangible results. We do award and praise a lot of people in the community, uh, people on our team who are just doing big things. But like I said before, you know, the, 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 really the, the 10 year mission, like the de- this decade, we really want to help change the financial trajectory of 10 or 3 million military families. Mm-hmm. So when I say that we're looking at where our community is now and where we know we're going to be. I mean, a household name in the military community is really where we see ourselves going. We have a lot to do in order to get to that point. Um, we have a lot of people to help a lot of people, a lot of ways. Um, there's, there's people trying to just take us down. There's other people who I guess you can call competitors that, you know, are nowhere near where we're at, but they are talking down on us because, because we're charging for our services and products. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. And so, um, that that's why I said you know we're nowhere near where we want. We feel like we're still at infancy stages because we're combating fires every week. Like we're about to be a two-hour-long board of directors call here in about 15 minutes. That I'm going to hop on and we're going to talk about all the things that we need to still focus on and, and things that we need to really drill down and and like the visionary long-term of the company. is to serve our our military families and to. Uh, help them create financial freedom and, and, and lifestyle freedom through owning more of America. And that's three million families in, in this decade. Uh, and so uh, that and becoming a household name, that's why we, we know we're not anywhere near that. We're getting there. We're we're on the way, but uh, we still have a long way to go to, to achieve what we really want to achieve and, and create the impact that we know we can.
0: I love the, I guess, tagline, if you will, the owning more of America that's has resonates on so many different levels because of that. So great great line. That- yeah, I appreciate
1: that. It really is. It's it's meaningful. Um, every time we say it, it's like pull some heartstrings. Yeah. So
0: yep. especially if you served. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this was a great episode. I know that I am in the process of building the invest in square feet community here. And some of the things, some of the advice that Tim talked about here was incredibly, incredibly valuable. Uh, one of the main things that You know, I think we all need a refresher, a reminder on is that we want to always pull and do things that our customers are asking us for. And Tim's growth with his organization was exactly representative because they did listen to. Uh, what the customers were asking for. They were filling in the holes where people had the questions and where people needed help. They basically expanded and kept opening up more options for people as they learned what those options were. And obviously this is something, and we talked about this, this is something that you want to make sure that you're focusing in on specific things and not just jumping from here to there to the next thing to the next thing. Because when you do that, nothing ever gets done. You don't ever make any progress if, uh, as I believe Tim was calling it, Uh, I think he was saying like an inch deep and a mile wide. Uh, You know, if you're not diving deep into any one topic and finishing one topic before you move on to the next one, you know, you're going to have very, very small, meaningless impact with people. But when you dive deep and actually create something and complete something before moving on to the next one, not saying that that initial thing is completely done, you can certainly come back to it, But being able to, again, create enough content to provide enough value for people so that you can move on to the next thing and then get feedback on that, that first thing that you had completed and come back at a later date and then dive deeper and drill deeper into that particular uh, that particular program or asset, whatever it might be. So incredibly, incredibly valuable advice there. And it's something that I think that a lot of us forget. I know I do that exact same thing where yeah, I jump into the next thing as well, but something that you have to really take into account. If you're looking to reach out to Tim himself, he is on all of the social channels as Timothy Kelly. He's on timothykelly.com. He's on Instagram as Timothy Kelly. Uh, LinkedIn is Kim, Timothy Kelly. And then Facebook, he is Tim Kelly. He has a Facebook group, uh, Active Duty Passive Income. He also has a YouTube channel, Active Duty Passive Income. Just do a search for either one of those on those platforms and it will come up. He also has a free ebook, Military House Hacking. So you can go ahead and check that out and download that for free. And I love when guests do this, but he's offered his own personal cell phone so that way if you have any questions or you want advice or free coaching uh, or if you're even in the Tampa area, he says, and you want to grab a beer, reach out to him. So his phone number is area code 847-910-9161. And remember, if you are a business owner looking to expand your net worth by investing in real assets, go ahead and head over to investinsquarefeet.com and sign up for our newsletter so that you don't miss a beat.